Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every weekend, same time, same station. So if you want your friends, family, and relatives to listen, just give them this information, and we'll be glad to have them join us. We're here to help everyone. And just as a reminder, it's not too late to start your New Year's resolutions, as most people that start theirs as January 1 are finished by February 1, and all those choices and resolutions have been swept under the carpet. Sad to say. Look, my friends, it's never too late. Never, never, never too late to start with a new journey of health, vitality, and the quality of life. This is your choice. If you don't like where you are now health-wise, if you don't like the conditions that you're being treated with, with drugs, and you'd like to get off those drugs, because they all have side effects, some very serious side effects, some not so serious, but even death is considered a side effect of drugs. So that's a pretty serious side effect. So anytime you can get off drugs, and I'm not saying you should just drop your drugs, this should be between you and your doctor, but if you can get off drugs, because now you're making better choices to get healthier. So you don't need drugs. Actually, food is your best medicine anyway. So why don't you make better choices? You can have better health. Choose a healthy diet. Choose a time for exercise weekly, daily. Choose a good night's sleep. You can choose a lot of things that will make you healthier. If I could take you, any one of you, and make you follow my program, in six months, you'd have a whole new health and you'd feel 25 years younger. Seriously. There's no reason why you can't, within six months, get off all of your drugs and feel a quality of life that you never felt before. But people just dabble in making changes. You've got to be bold. You've got to be, you've got to want the change. If you're just doing it, you know, uh, haphazardly, you're not going to get anywhere. You've got to do it. Have some discipline. There will be some sacrificing along the way. You might have to give up some of the foods that you love, but they only put more weight on you. Even though that you love them, 
and you love the taste, they're not doing you any good. And your health suffers. So it's time to take the responsibility and the obligation to yourself. Food is your medicine, not drugs. And all the food that you eat, good or bad, are loaded with chemicals, good or bad, and they talk to your cells. Really, truly, they talk to your cells in providing the result of whether or not it's good food or bad food. So you have a lot of choices to make, but it's not that hard. You can get younger, longer, have a better length of longevity. You can feel better all over. Are you struggling with arthritis? Do you have pain? Do you have a heart problem? Do you have a liver problem? All that can be changed within three to six months. But you have to do some very, very strong choices and be disciplined. You can do it if you want to. Seriously. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what conditions you are struggling with. I don't care how long you've been eating junk foods. You can turn all that around. Your body is very forgiving. Making those choices will make you a brand new body. But today, we're going to talk about how to relieve your arthritis with rose hips. And then, are you eating in a way that causes dementia and Alzheimer's disease? Remember, food is your medicine. And young women should start to think about the need for iron. And then now they just found out that there is a COVID link to the health of your heart. And it's not a good health. And then why do we, why do some people have winter migraines? And we'll talk about DIM. D-I-M. And then I want to share with you how you can decide or determine whether or not that you have a vitamin D deficiency. Rose hips for arthritis. Are you aware of what rose hips are? Rose hips is a little small pod filled with seeds, a seed pod on the rose plant and it's found on the stem below the flower and it usually turns red or orange when ripe. Now they've done a lot of research on rose hips in the Scandinavian countries. 
I've been there. And it grow, they grow wild all over and usually along the sea. The North Sea, Sweden, Finland, Denmark, they grow wild. But a farmer began to realize that his arthritis was cured by eating rose hips. So he gave up the typical way to farm and not farm for corn, for cattle, but he gave up all of his farming practices to grow rosebs. And I've walked through his acres and acres and acres of roses because he harvested the rosehip off the rose bush and made it into a supplement that changed everybody's life in the Scandinavian countries. He had a very crude way to make the supplement. So it required about five to 10 capsules a day of the rose hip powder. But this was 25 years ago, maybe 30. And now science has proven a much more effective way to make rosehip supplements where you only need two capsules a day, not five to ten, two. And the scientific research shows only the peel, that's a very small amount of that rosehip, the peel, not the pulp, not the seed, but just the peel. It's a very lengthy and laborious process to take off just the peel of that rosehip. And after studies on this rosehip, clinical studies showing some very unique benefits for relieving arthritis symptoms. What does it do? It reduces the inflammatory compounds that create pain and destruction of the joints and cartilage destruction, also always associated with arthritis. Now, they combined this very powerful peel extract with type 1 collagen. to help improve the structure and function of the joint. Rosehip has also been shown to stimulate cartilage production by over 40% versus a fake pill or a placebo. This was a cellular model of collagen production study. And the clinical results, not only is it sold in Scandinavian countries, but it was the Germans that really perfected rosehip as a medicine. Studies in Germany of people with arthritis pain, especially knee pain, added rosehip with their type 1 collagen 
to their existing treatment plan for 12 weeks. It was a 12-week clinical study. The results of this 12-week study, 42% reduction in pain from arthritis, plus reduction in stiffness and improvement in movement, mobility, and flexibility. That's almost half improvement, 50% improvement. And this is only a 12-week study. And always, the longer you use a product like this, the better results. So after months, I can see even a greater reduction of the pain and a greater improvement of the mobility, movement, and flexibility. You may have heard a lot about collagen. Now, I'm just going to give you a sidebar, a little more information. I see a lot of ads on Facebook and other places as well. And they recommend colic, uh, collagen rather as a protein. It's not a protein. It's a blend of amino acids, but it's not a protein. It cannot replace the amount of protein that the FDA recommends for our protein intake daily. Collagen will not be used. You can't use collagen in your protein drink. It's not a protein. Why? Because a protein like whey, like egg white, like beef, pork, seafood, salmon, eggs, dairy. These are sources of really quality, high quality protein. And in order to have a high quality protein, it has to contain all of the essential amino acids. Collagen does not complete that requirement. There's an amino acid missing, and that is tryptophan. There is no tryptophan in collagen. So it does not qualify as a quality protein. It cannot take the place of eggs or beef or seafood. It is not a protein. But yet everybody calls it a protein. It's incomplete. does not have any biological value. But it can satisfy the requirement for improving hair, skin, nails, and joint structure and function. There are 28 different collagen types. We hear type 1, type 3, type 2. There's 28 different collagen types. Type 2 is the only collagen that is found and formed in the joints. Type 2 improves joint structure and function. Not type 1, not type 3. So if you're buying collagen and they tout the benefits of type 1, type 2, and all the other, maybe 28, if you don't have type 2, type 2 is the one that makes the change in the joints. 
and is shown in a clinical study to improve the range of motion, muscle strength, while relieving pain in patients in arthritis, with arthritis. Now the average improvements, this is really far better than a drug. Average improvements when using collagen. Type two, not one, not three, but type two. There's a 60% increase in range of motion. There is a 76 improvement, 76% improvement in muscle strength. As we get older, we lose our strength. We lose our muscles. We lose about 8% of our muscles, up to 8% of our muscles every 10 years. So you can imagine by the age of 80 or 90, that's why you can't get out of a chair by yourself. That's why you have, have a hard time sitting on the toilet seat or getting off the toilet seat. You lose your strength. Now, this also reduces 76% of the pain, 73% reduction in pain from type 2 collagen. This is all blended into this very special gross hip formula manufactured in Europe. So how can you make the most use of rosehip peel? Well, usually from what I've seen in the marketplace, based on the German studies, about 500 milligrams, and that's what was used in the studies, 500 milligrams of rosehip peel, this extract, along with type 1 collagen, and just 20 milligrams of type 2 collagen twice a day. This is the top level of getting results. This is what was used in the many studies on rosehip over a 12-week period. And the longer you use it, I am convinced you're going to get better results. Now, that's why natural products are so superior. They give this tremendous benefit. All the percentages I gave you. And no side effects. Isn't that wonderful? Drugs have so many side effects. And you can't be sure, you know, not everybody is going to get a major side effect from a drug. But somebody has to. Will it be you? Or you? or you, or me, I don't take drugs. I haven't taken a drug in over 50 years. These have no adverse effects reported. That is a very powerful association with a natural, such a simple thing. The rosehip the rose bud on roses can give us that much benefit. No side effects. 
Now that's, I think, amazing because it gave a 60% increase in range of motion, flexibility, and mobility, a 76% improvement in muscle strength, and a 73% reduction in pain. This outperforms a drug. And then when you get the bonus that you don't have to worry about it, you don't have to fret that you're going to get side effects. There are no side effects. That's the beauty of natural alternatives, natural products that work when you use a high-quality type of product. The rose hip extract. That is amazing. Now, this is a not-so-good process. You know, actually, what you're eating can make the difference whether or not you may have a higher risk of dementia or Alzheimer's disease. So are you eating for your mental health or your mental decline? In one of the largest studies of its kind, Researchers followed over 350,000 middle-aged adults for up to 15 years. Now, that's a good study. You've got a large population. You have a very lengthy study. It's not like taking five people for a week. It does, that doesn't cut it because there are so many variables in there. You don't get really a concrete answer. But a big study over many years will determine the most important risk factors for developing dementia at a young age, that means before 65. Now, they have identified 15, 15 key factors that increase dementia risk, about half of which are highly influenced by your diet and your choice of lifestyle. What you choose, what, how you choose to live every day is going to make a difference on your health. No question. No doubt. It's been proven over and over and over again. Now, if you experience a vitamin D, D like dog, vitamin D deficiency, that's a key sign that you might have a higher risk for dementia. Do you have a very high level of inflammation, which can be determined by a key marker called the C-reactive protein, CRP. If you have a very high C-reactive protein level, that means you're going to have or could have increased the risk of dementia. Stroke, diabetes, heart disease, depression, the overuse of alcohol, and weak muscle strength. Now, recently reported, people who ate high amounts of ultra-processed foods had about a 30% faster rate of mental decline. 
over the 10-year study versus people who ate little or no processed food. Now, here's my plan for a good mental outlook. Healthy eating. This is what I believe. Food can cure disease. And food can cause disease. Good diet or bad diet, good results or bad results, are all based on your choice. Now, you can go to my website, terrytalksnutrition.com. Click on Diet under the tab Terry Recommends. And you will find the foods to eat, the foods to avoid, and a simple meal plan. And additionally, I recommend some books for additional reading. If you want to learn more about how to be healthy, here's one that blows everybody's mind. Eat fat to lose fat by one of the top researchers in fatty acids. She has since passed away, but she was one of the best professors on how to gain your health and lose weight by eating more fat. Good fat, not vegetable fat. And then Wheat Belly by Dr. William Davis. And Grain Brain by Dr. David Pullmutter. These authors can give you ideas, not only what I recommend on my website, but you should learn more if you can. Read one or two books. And just by reading one or two books, you will have a health education far greater than any physician, any doctor in this country. In all the years in med school, a doctor gets about three hours on health and nutrition. And if you read one book, if you only got through half that book, you have a better education than any physician in the country. And I think you'll find a doctor that will admit that every time. They just are not trained to make you healthy. They are trained to prescribe medications and surgery because the drug companies subsidize all the med schools. They have a foot in the door before the doctor gets out the door. So that, my friends, I've got to take a short break. I want you to listen to these great commercials coming up, but I'll be right back, and I hope you'll come right back as well. So stay tuned. This is Terry Naturally with Terry Talks Nutrition. And welcome back, my friends. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We are halfway through our program. We'll be here to the top of the hour, so we have about half the program to go. Lots more good information coming your way. Stay with us. We have so many good things to talk about. All these things can make a difference in your life. Thinking about how to have a better health program what you eat to improve the mentality 
and reduce the risk of Alzheimer's disease and dementia. How to get rid of your arthritis, how to have more mobility, flexibility, and how to have less pain from arthritis, and how to improve, improve the quality of your joints and, and structure function. All these things are what we discuss on the program to make your life better. It's easy to do, but takes discipline, takes some sacrificing. But we're here to encourage you, to help you, to give you better ideas. Now, young women now today, it has been shown that they need more iron in their lifestyle. In fact, iron deficiency, you know, iron has gotten a bad rap. There was a small study on iron causing heart disease. And everybody got freaked out. Well, don't worry. All the stuff you're eating out of the grocery store is what really is causing a bad heart, not iron. Iron deficiency is often unrecognized as a deficiency in women. Now, there is some debate, though, about optimal iron levels. What are the best levels for women? Well, now studies have found that up to 77%, get this, get this, 77% of menstruating women are deficient in iron. That's a huge percentage of women. All women menstruate. So this is 77% of all women menstruating are deficient in iron. Iron is one of the best minerals for preventing restless leg syndrome. Iron is used for hemoglobin, the protein in blood cells which carries oxygen from the lungs to the rest of the body. But iron is also required for cellular function and hormone production. When iron levels fall too low, the body has to decide what to do. Truly, the body makes choices. It's there to save you. The body decides how much iron should, use, be, should be used for blood cells at the expense of other blood systems or body systems. So someone could have a normal blood level of iron but actually be iron deficient. Now, does that make sense? That means they still have a lot of iron in their blood but is not being used correctly because it's going off to some other part of the body to make sure that other part of the body has enough iron. So now when you have women who are bleeding excessively during heavy menstruation, they will have a primary cause of iron. And this is common in young women. Women past menopause are rarely iron deficient. 
And if you eat plenty of beef and animal protein, you'll get sufficient iron. But in a time when young women are menstruating and excessively bleeding, they are very, very deficient in iron. And think about those vegetarians that are not eating sources of iron. During the reproductive years, women should consider getting their iron levels checked, especially if they have symptoms of low iron levels. Now, what causes, I shouldn't say that, what does low level iron cause? How do you know if you are low on iron? Well, here are a couple that I would recommend to watch off, to watch for. If you have brain fog, that means you're not thinking straight. You forget things easily. You go into the kitchen from the living room and you want, oh, why did I come in the kitchen? What, what? Here I am, I'm in the kitchen, why? Extreme fatigue, shortness of breath, and a very pale complexion. These are all signs and symptoms associated with a deficiency of iron. Now, the thing to do is to find the best iron. Iron is very difficult to be absorbed systemically in the body, in the blood. So choosing an iron supplement takes a lot of understanding and what to look for. Now, what you should avoid is, is any iron that is prescribed by a physician because they don't know the difference in ingredients of natural products. True. I'm not saying anything to criticize a doctor. Doctors are great. They've been trained well. They'll save your life. But they can't make you healthy. If you have an accident, you want a doctor. If you've fallen down a flight of stairs, you want a doctor. If you were in an automobile accident, you want a doctor. If you, fight, if you suffer from a deficiency of nutrients, you don't want a doctor. Now, in 99.9% .9 of the time, a doctor will recommend a iron supplement called ferrous, ferrous sulfate, F-E-R-R-O-U-S, ferrous sulfate. That's not the kind you want to use. That's the kind all the drug companies sell. It's very, very poorly absorbed and frequently, frequently causes constipation and bloating because you can't absorb the iron. It's all in the colon, in the intestinal tract. 50% of the people prescribed a supplemental ferrous sulfate product stopped taking it because of the adverse effects and side effects. 50% will not continue to take it because it causes so much damage. So what you want to look for is what is called heme iron. H-E-M-E. -E, heme iron. 
Heme iron is iron that is naturally formed in the hemoglobin of the blood. And this is, the best source is liver and liver extracts. A lot of people don't like eating liver. I love liver. Liver and onions. The best liver I have ever eaten is in Europe. Of course, of course many of the types of food that I like are in Europe. They don't use GMOs. They don't use the chemicals that we use. It's a whole different game because here it's all those chemicals and all the GMO and all the stuff that goes on with our food is pushed by the food companies and the drug companies. So you want a good liver extract containing iron. It's the most bioavailable form. It's absorbed up to 33% better than iron ferrous sulfate, which is about 2% or less. It's very well tolerated. Few, if any, adverse effects. No major side effects. And the lower dosages can be as effective because they're just better absorbed. And they're all from an animal source. So those who are vegans and vegetarians, I would caution them a little bit more to make sure they get a good iron supplement because they're not getting any food source of iron. So look for a chelated iron. Chelated means that iron is hooked on to a protein. Just picture the claw of a lobster. And then when you put something inside the claw and you close the claw down, it's chelated. So iron and minerals of all kinds that are chelated are trapped by a protein molecule. Proteins are very easy to be absorbed. Minerals are not. And iron especially is not. So when you bind it to a protein, and to hemoglobin, you're going to increase the absorption of iron. And this chelated iron will raise the hemoglobin and the ferritin levels, but not as well absorbed as heme iron. Heme iron is the best, but still three to four times more bioavailable than iron salts like ferrous sulfate and significantly fewer issues with adverse effects, especially regarding bloating and constipation. And it's preferred by patients that have been in clinical trials and they have compared different types of iron. It is preferred by the patients in comparison trials and studies. Very effective. Now COVID seems to be back raising its ugly head. Just recently, I have run across a number of people that have tested positive. COVID is back. 
Maybe it'll be back every year. And maybe different strains. There's one strain going around right now that causes excessive coughing. So severe that it increases the risk of having a broken rib by the extreme coughing. And the risk of breaking a rib is increased by 250%. And it'll last up to three months. The coughing will last up to three months. I've run across several people already who have asked my advice. And they've already had it for three or four weeks. Coughing so much, they can't get a night's sleep. And that doesn't help because that is one of the links that breaks down the immune system. Now they found that COVID is linked to heart problems. And here's something you may not have known. A respiratory virus, while it's not in the heart, but can increase your risk of heart disease. High rates of COVID and influenza, the flu, especially this winter, may also be causing an increased risk of heart complications, especially in people who already have heart disease. Now, a couple symptoms or signs associated with this COVID-influencing heart disease is fever and dehydration can raise heart rates and put more stress on the heart. Both the flu and COVID have been linked to an almost 20% higher risk of developing a blood clot. The risk of a heart attack is six times higher when you have the flu. Did you hear that? Having a risk, a higher risk of a heart attack is six times higher when you have the flu than when you experience normal health. So your heart is under attack by COVID and viruses. So you can reduce the risk. Here's how you can reduce the risk of infection and keep your heart healthy. Heart health is critical. The number one killer of Americans. Worldwide killer of everyone. In some ways, we have improved heart health. But we still, it still is the highest cause of death. Now, if you want to stay healthy, it's obvious you want to reduce the risk of getting sick. That's a no-brainer. Keep yourself healthy. Support your immune system. Make sure you're getting plenty of zinc, selenium, propolis, andrographis, 
elderberry, or one of the others. They're all good immune supporting factors for the immune system. And then make sure you get plenty of sleep. Plenty of sleep. That means seven to nine hours of sleep. Seven to nine, not four or five. And ex an excellent good nutrition, especially zinc and selenium. A virus is killed off by zinc and selenium. And make sure you get plenty of vitamin D. I just had my vitamin D checked this week. I'd like to see where my vitamin D level is because we can't determine what level of vitamin D we have in our body that is formed by the amount of vitamin D we take. So the only way you'll know how much vitamin D you have in your body is by testing the blood. Doctors like to have it at 30 milliliters per deciliter. And most alternative physicians would like it at 70 to 80. My test just came back at 70. So if you take 5,000 units, how do you know what it makes? Doesn't mean you have complete protection by 5,000 5, units. I would highly recommend this one nutrient that you definitely get tested for. Then you have so many choices for extra immune support that I mentioned. Elderberry, propolis, andrographis, zinc, selenium. These are all very powerful antiviral and reduce the uptake of the virus into the cell. Then it's home. And there it causes all of the havocs of the viral infection. And take care of your heart. Not only the immune system, but take care of your heart. Red sage, a very, very well-studied Chinese herb called Danshen. It's been used for hundreds and hundreds of years. It contains over 200 biologically active components in red sage, along with red ginseng. Both of these are very, very powerful for improving heart function and reducing stress, especially stress, stress that affects the heart. It improves blood flow, circulation. It acts like a nitric oxide component opens up the arteries, increases flexibility of the arteries, elasticity of the arteries, blood flow to the heart. What would happen if you had a full tank of gas in your car, but you squeezed off all of the ability for that gas to get through to the engine? The engine would not be able to go very fast. It would just putter along a little bit because it's not getting enough gas. Your heart needs enough flow of blood. You can't choke off the blood and expect the heart to work at its peak optimal level. 
Open up those arteries. Expand them. Reduce the plaque. Red sage, red ginseng, and grapeseed extract. Increased circulation. Opens up the arteries. Reduces the plaque. Another one I will throw in there is CoQ10. I love CoQ10. Because it also helps increase energy at the cellular levels of the heart over a lifetime. In fact, we make CoQ10. But because so many people are on statin drugs today to lower cholesterol, the same enzyme that makes cholesterol that is being manipulated by the drugs to lower the cholesterol also lowers CoQ10. If God put in our body a way to make CoQ10 naturally and cholesterol naturally, they're there for a very, very critical part of our process for our heart. Cholesterol is not bad for us. That's a bunch of baloney. They have brainwashed America. That cholesterol is the component that damages the heart. Not true. Not true. Triglycerides. The fat made from carbohydrates damages the heart. Cholesterol is a very important ingredient in our, health, in our heart health and health overall. It makes all of our hormones. It makes our vitamin D. We need cholesterol. And they are continuing to lower it to increase the population of those that have high cholesterol based on their description of high cholesterol. It used to be 240. And everybody was being treated for high cholesterol at 240. Now it's 200. Why? Because the drug companies wanted it lower to increase the amount of people that had high cholesterol. So they could treat more people with statin drugs. It's billions and billions and billions of dollars lowering a component that God made for us to use every day. And CoQ10. But if you're brainwashed and you're taking statin drugs, then at least take CoQ10 to protect the heart. Have a, have a good heart. I'm not telling you to go off your statin drugs. That's up to you and your doctor. But it's the biggest myth, money-making myth ever. They have America brainwashed. It's terrible how people think that cholesterol is bad. And you can't eat cholesterol. They have proven over, over and over and over and over again, you cannot eat enough cholesterol to even make a dent of increasing cholesterol levels in the body. I was just thinking the other day why we had to give up eggs because they contain cholesterol. I don't have any triglyceride levels to be of concern because I don't eat the carbohydrates 
that are the substances that, that, that causes high triglyceride levels, sugar, high fructose corn syrup, soda drinks, all those things increase triglycerides, the damaging component to the heart. I have a natural cholesterol level. And I was just thinking the other day, I usually throw three or four in my protein drink. Sometimes for lunch, I bring you two boiled eggs and some kind of other protein. And if I get home late and just don't have the time to, to grill a ribeye steak or whatever I want, I might have another two or three eggs. Eggs are one of the wonders of our diet. It's one of the best proteins in the world. It has so many, it has 13, 14 of the natural minerals and nutrients that we need daily. It's a biological miracle. Eggs is the beginning of life. So with that, my friends, I'm out of time for today. But I encourage you to come back. I'll always be here every weekend. I'll always be here at the same time. I'll be here to share with you and nudge you and bug you and, and hope that you'll listen and hope that you'll change and hope that you'll make some revisions in your program to get healthy. It's your choice. No one else. The doctor can't help you get healthy. Drugs don't make you healthy. Nothing you do will make you healthy unless you make the choices to get healthy. Change your diet. Change your sleep cycle. Change your exercise. Change your lifestyle. 98% of all disease, all disease, is caused by our lifestyle choices. The choices you make, I make every day. Let's start making better choices together. Let's start eating a better diet, a healthier diet. And get some exercise. Get a better night's sleep. All these things will change your life. You'll be off all your drugs within six months. You won't need them. You'll be so darn healthy, you won't need any drugs. So that, my friends, I've got to say goodbye for today. See a prayer for this crazy, crazy world. God bless you, my friends. And God bless this great country. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.